Human trafficking, one of the largest crimes, exists in every country of our world. A handful of organizations are hard at work rescuing the children, women, and men who have become the victims. This is Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show featuring your host, Gary Miller. Help us build awareness as we talk to musicians, artists, producers, and others in the entertainment industry, showcase their projects, and build awareness to help put an end to human trafficking. Now, here is Gary Miller. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We've got some very interesting guests today. Um, We've got Dr. Tony O'Donnell, a holistic doctor. Also, a couple of songs. I want to play the Journey song again. They're on tour with with Def Leppard around all the arenas uh, as we speak. And then more, a rapper. So I just wanted to say something. Um, I found, I spoke to somebody in Vegas last week, and I was told that there was 500 children have gone missing and nothing's been really done about it. This is happening so much, so often these days. You know, we've got to do something about that. Everybody's got to be aware what's going on because it's getting, it's getting really, really out of hand, I feel. There's so many bad things going on. But anyway, um, I just wanted to mention that. I think we should all keep, you know, keep an eye out for what's going on and just be really due diligent with everything. Anyway, we've got the first guest I've got on today is Joe Cross. I was actually on his um, TV show the other week, and he's a, he's an artist. So I invited him. I invited him on to come and say a few words and tell us about himself and what he's doing. So um, here is the Joe Cross interview. My name is Joe Cross, and I am a recording pop artist. I write the music of and produce my own songs. And I've, I've always wanted to be a singer. I remember when I was three years old, I told my mother I wanted to be a singer, even though it did it seemed impossible because of the things that I went through when I was younger. Or when I was born, I was yeah. born with a couple birth defects. So I was born with tracheomalacia, which is basically what happens when the cartilage in your throat is soft. So every time that you breathe in, your throat would collapse. Oh, blimey. No. And, and during that time also, because of this, or it was it came along with it. My vocal cords are paralyzed as well, mm. and so I couldn't I couldn't make any noise. I couldn't I couldn't speak. Oh, and, really? And at about three years old, they just all of a sudden I just started singing. I just started oh. trying to trying to make words and and different things like that. And I I, I don't know. I just it, that's why I always say my first words weren't speaking; they were singing, because I was I was watching you know the TV or listening to the radio and trying to sing along. <laughs> yeah, that's always like what I used to do when I was young, but I had to listen to, <laughs> listen to the records and stuff. And I, I think music's such a powerful thing, and it's good to use music to help people. That's 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 my sort of goal now, is to help all different situations. That, that's why I, I formed Rock Against Trafficking. But there's other things as well. So what do you feel about that? About music helping people and being touching people like it should do. Oh, definitely. I think I think it bringing awareness. I think it being used for charity. I mean, obviously, as as we were talking about on on our interview with Cross Corner, the thing about music is that it, is that it reaches people emotionally in a way that nothing else can. Deep down, in, in into people's hearts, and it it touches them. And we we're not even sure why. I mean, it's it's just sound. It's just things being put together. But for some reason, this this sound makes us feel a certain way. And I think that taking advantage of that and, and, and using it for a charity for, is not only good, but it's, it's something that's needed. 
I noticed yesterday when you was at my studio, you played me that song that you wrote for the people that were massacred in um, Vegas, which I thought was very interesting. Oh yes, well, back in October in Las Vegas, there was there was that huge country concert going on. Mm. But as many of us know, shots were fired that day. Mm. A couple of days later, I, I after that shooting, I, I just so happened to come upon an article online that had listed each victim of that shooting. And it gave a little backstory on each of them, and it, it really touched me. And while I was reading it, I realized that the people that died there weren't just another number. They had families that they loved and stories to be told. My next thought was on how it affected those who were left behind. In the, in the line of this, I, read, I decided to write a song to bring people together for a cause and to say, you know what, you didn't deserve it, but this one's for you. Mm. I, you, you this shouldn't have happened to you, but we're gonna, we, so we should honor you in a way that that would be lasting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I like the, in the middle where you had the, some of the relatives, you know, names and things like that. I thought that was very interesting, very touching, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, so tell us about your, Amer- your American Idol experience that you had. Oh, well, that was a few years back. I was 15 at the time. Mm. And, you know, it was, a, it was a great experience, especially for a, young, a younger kid as, as I was at that time. I think I really learned a lot. And once, you, once you're there, all of a sudden it just kind of hits you, wow, I'm here. And I think it was a, it was a big, big step in my life. And I, it really, I think that was really the pushing point in which I said, you know, I, I need to pursue this. And, and this is where my heart is. Hmm. And so it was the stepping stone. And I think I learned a lot from it. Also, just, just explain, um, Joe, about your, your podcast that you do. My podcast is called Cross Corner. And, and that's spelled uh, K-R-O-S-S-K-O-R-N-E-R. And it's basically about anything that's in the entertainment business, the fashion business. Uh, and I, we, we talk about all sorts of topics, current pop culture, uh, trending topics, uh, it, it, all sorts of stuff. And we interview people all over the country and all over the world. You know, I get to interview people like Gary Miller. You know, my gosh, I, I, I was just that. talking to I don't know who that guy is. Who's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's this amazing songwriter and producer. Oh. <laughs> My gosh, he was telling me all sorts of stories about how he, you know, he worked with Britney Spears and he worked with Katy Perry and all those different people and how it, it was amazing to really hear his stories. You know, you should really check that guy out. Yeah, and I'll see if I can find him. <laughs> and, you know, he's really personable, too. He's a great guy. <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you for the kind words. And also, you're doing an EP, you told me yesterday. So when's that going to be released? What's your plan with that? Actually, we're, we're deciding a launch date here. We're about to decide one, but it will be released very, very soon. And what's going to be the single? You're going to release a single to go with a video and everything? Yes, I will be releasing a single. It's called Bad For Me. Now, the EP itself is called Influence, but the single will be called Bad For Me, yes. Right. Well, I've, well, I've heard all the songs, and I thought, I thought the songs you were doing were very interesting, and you've got a wonderful voice. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, don't reveal too much. I still have to release this now. <laughs> and coming from you, Gary, that means a lot. No, it's, it does sound really good there. I really, uh, I really like the songs, I like the style of the songs and everything. Thank you. Well, that's, well listen, so that's, that's great. Thank, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Gary. It was a pleasure. All right, bye for now then. Bye. Well, that was Joe Cross, um, very good singer. Obviously, we should be hearing a lot more from him. 
Um, some interesting news happened as well for me on um, Sunday. I got a call from a guy called Ryan Long, who does the City Gala and the City Summit. So Rock Against Trafficking now are going to be one of the beneficiaries, which is a really, really big deal. Um, I think, as far as I know, the Obamas and Oprah Winfrey are going to be involved. So this is going to shine a really bright light on what we're trying to do here. It's a really long process, what we've got to do, but we seem to be getting through. Um, and the so we, and we had another interview with the Mo, with Moa a rapper who works with Madonna, and we may be going to the break soon. So um, yeah, so this is going to be the the city gala, and it's going to going coincide with the Oscars. So it's it's that everything is really coming together with Rock Against Trafficking. Like I said, you're going to hear the Journey record, uh, Synchronicity. That's been played at the moment through all the arenas through the through in America with Def Leppard and Journey. It's on the big screens, so every person at that um, at the gig are going to see what's going on with Rock Against Trafficking. Same with Glenn Hughes. The promotion is still going on with Glenn Hughes for Roxanne. Please go to the, to iTunes and buy that. It will help our cause. We are on RockAgainstTrafficking.org accepting any donations possible to, to help what we're doing. So, yeah, so go, but please go and buy Roxanne if you check out with Roxanne with Glenn Hughes, and that's doing very well as well. So we're in good shape, and we're about to start the next next single, the, the release of the next single. So I think we're going to go to the break now, and I'll, I'll hear you here when I get back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. This is Rock Against Trafficking with Gary Miller. 
To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also reach out via email to gmillermusic at gmail.com. Now back to Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show. Uh, welcome back, everybody. I'd like you to listen to this interview with a rapper that was with Madonna. His name is Maui. Um, so here you go. You're listening to Rock Against Trafficking Radio. I'm Jamie Gailey, and with us today we have... Yo, 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 what's going down? It's Maui. Moe's got some tracks coming out with Too Short. He's doing some things with Vanderpump Rules. How you doing today, Moe? I woke up today, so thank you very much. I'm doing hella good. How you doing today? Doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with you in this Too Short record? Oh, man, you know what? It's crazy, because I had a song called Cat Daddy, right? Mm -hmm. And my first line in Cat Daddy was, you're the Too Short, bitch, I'm too long. And it's crazy, because that's before I even knew Too Short. And now all of a sudden, I'm all over his project called The Sex Tape. It's going up. It's crazy. Like, you know, it, it's a blessing. And I also got another song called uh, I Ain't Throwing No Money. You just got to check it out. It's, it's, it's out of here. Is this the first time you've worked with Too Short? Actually, this is not the first time, but this is the first time as a solo artist, if, if that makes sense. I was with a group called The Rejects. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, everybody knows what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the whole uh, dance movement. When it first started, like, everybody's doing the dance movement now. But we've been doing a dance, so like that cat daddy was something that took off. So two shirts hooked up with us like after that drop, and it was a song called Fleek. Very cool. So what is this thing you're doing with uh, the Vanderpump Rules? Oh man, I'm gonna say this. You know, I feel like they show us just a little bit too uh, salt, so they need a little pepper. So they called me up and my cousin up, Sean too, to go ahead and add a little more seasoning to their show. And uh, that shit is tight. It's a blessing, you know, to go from dancing from Madonna to uh, starting a new wave and generation of artists and then to hopping on television shows on Bravo Channel. So basically what that's about is it's a, it's a girl named Lala Kent. Shout out my girl Lala. You the best, baby. We love you. She's pursuing her music career alongside her doing a television reality situation. And basically with that happening, she's inviting me on the show, my cousin Sean, too. And we're helping her with the whole process of her whole music and bringing her vision to life. And I, when I say we bring it to life, like we are doing things that you're like, what? Is this you two and her? She's our instrument and we just go ahead and live through her. So so they have you coming on the show as an artist and you're working with her on her music? Uh, actually, the creative director, as her creative director, that's what they have me at. Okay. And is this a regular appearance or is this a couple episodes? Well, you know, it's crazy. It started off as just like one little segment. And then one segment became another segment, and then another one became another one, and then another one became another one, and, and they just called me back for like two weeks. So it's, it's really sporadic. It's cool. They just couldn't get enough. You mentioned you used to dance for Madonna. Ooh, I used to tear that stage up. Goddamn. Goddamn. And you started getting involved in some of these anti-trafficking movements. Yes, correct. So basically, I feel like trafficking is an untouched subject and an overlooked subject. When I was young, the first thing I was always taught about certain words like community communion like the definition of community is to share so topics and discussions need to be shared amongst one another so that way we can figure out what to do within our own community instead of just everybody going to the law because i feel like it's a lot of corruption within these government places as we all know as we see all these government officials getting arrested and getting accused of such and such and all these other sorts of things so i feel like for me as an artist, my job is to be able to speak about things that are unspoken about or unacknowledged or overlooked once again. Me having a son, and I know I'm going to have more kids, 
have to make sure that this world is a better place for them. So once again, I have a voice and that's what I'm going to use as an instrument, but not only as a voice to bring awareness, but also use my money and to go ahead and take actions and invest in certain things and give people confidence, hope, let them know that they don't have to be afraid because that's how they rule us with fear. Talk, let somebody know. Once again, I think it's a big issue and it's overlooked and the only way it's going to happen is if we keep raising awareness and not just raise awareness, but actually do something about it and not expect our government to do something about it. I was always taught that everything starts in the home, in the household. So I think everybody needs to look at their family members and their loved ones and figure out what they need, figure out how they can structure their foundation better so that way that doesn't happen. Nobody can infiltrate that because your foundation is the strongest thing that you have. And when we send our kids out into this world, they need foundation because they're, it's, it's, it's a devilish world. We don't have to be corrupted by these material things in this world that we think we, we can get from someone. When it's just bait because it'll, it'll go, it'll be, it'll be here today, gone tomorrow. I feel like building strong kids will make them strong for when these demons and these, these, these people who have demonic ways or misguided ways because they were never taught the proper way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel most importantly we need to educate the kids on how to see the signs of these situations before they happen. We need to teach them that this is a real problem that is going on in the United States. It is going on in all places across the world, and they need to know how to protect themselves and what to do if they get in that situation. And I thank you very much for even giving me this opportunity to go ahead and, and speak on not just my behalf, but a lot of people who can't speak for themselves. So, you know, I, like I said, raise awareness and let's give people courage to fight whatever they're fighting inside and outside. Bada boom, bada bang. All right. Thank you, Giants. Hey, hey, yo, you know this show? Hey, this show is one of the hottest motherfuckers out, man. I'm going to tell you that right now, damn. That's why I have to get up on this one. I was like, man, you got to get me on this show. We're, we're trying to get the word out there. Thank you for coming on. Do you want to give a shout-out to your website? Any of your social media? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So most definitely, if you guys are trying to find the Black Elvis, that's B-L-K-E-L-V-I-Z on all platforms. And also, uh, if you don't know, you're about to know what's going down is everything that I'm on. <laughs> so once again, B-L-K-E-L-V-I-Z. That's for Instagram. That's for Twitter. That's for uh, Snapchat. All right. Check out Moe on Too Short and many more projects coming up. Thank you very much. So that was Maui. And thank you very much. That was Jamie who works with me um, conducting the interview. Did a very good job, I thought. Yeah, I thought Mo made a couple of good points there. All the people getting arrested now with the um, Harvey Weinstein and the, uh, Bill Cosby. I mean, when I was young in in the in the eighties, all nearly all the children's hosts, TV hosts, and radio hosts are actually in prison now for child molestation. I mean, they actually thought obviously it wasn't like it is today, you know, with the social media and everybody gets to know what's going on. In that day, they thought they would get away with it. But every one of them, nearly every one of them are, are in prison now from Jimmy Savile, who died. Who, he was one of the biggest children's um, hosts, and he was found out. Um, there's, there's so many people, it's just, it's just, it just goes on. And I remember listening to an interview about Johnny Rotten on the BBC, and they wouldn't air it, but he was talking about this in the, in the late 70s. And he was trying to say that all these children's, you know, hosts are all paedophiles, but nobody would listen to him. But they're actually, all this, all this time later on, that they're all in prison now. So he was right. So 
Um, good, good, good with him. And he actually lives in Malibu, not far from me, actually. So that's Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols, if you remember. Anyway, um, I want to play. This is. A, I want to play a song by an artist called Aviva. Sandy to her friends. It's, she's, a, she's a girl that I've just been working with. Me and her wrote this song and the call that your your time is up. So I want to play this song. This is the first time this song has ever been played. She's a real advocate for humanitarian, you know, humanitarian things. And um, I'd just like to play this and see, you know, any comments. I'd love to hear everybody's feelings about it. So this is Aviva, and the song is called Now Your Time Is Up. So I hope you like it.
<laughs> well, that was um, Aviva. Your time is up. And if you notice, the little thing he all fired on the end was a little bit of skit on Trump. Um, well, I'd like to listen to another interview we did with Dr. Tony O'Donnell, a very good friend of mine. He's a holistic doctor. Um, he's got lots of things to say with women's health and, and how we should live and what we should eat. And um, So this is Mr. Tony O'Donnell, Dr. Tony O'Donnell, to, to his friends. So please uh, listen to this. Today we've got Dr. Tony O'Donnell. Uh, he works with Superfoods. He's an herbalist, nutritionist, and radio host. How are you doing today, Tony? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm a former disc jockey from Ireland. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hence the reason why I can never get away from uh, studios and music. I love it. So tell me, how did you get into the business of health and nutrition? Well, when I grew up in my native Ireland, I, I was, I'm from a family of 11. I had a lot of sickness in my family back home. I lost my father, my mother, my brother-in-law, my uncle, my cousin. Boy, a fiance to heart disease and cancer, and hence the reason why I became an herbalist, nutritionist, naturopath, later a psychologist, PhD, and written 15 books. I just wanted an answer to not only the health of my family, but also my own health, and it's remarkable. Um, my late parents passed away after many, many years, and of course they had terrible health. My mother had bad health. My father was a heavy smoker. I lost a brother recently, 40, 50 cigarettes a day, and I found out that I didn't want to live that kind of lifestyle. I didn't want to, I didn't want to die young. I wanted to contribute to life, and I, I wanted more, hence the reason why I write the books and do the radio and do the television all across our country, and that's kind of the reason why I got into this business, primarily because of the sickness of my own family. Wow, so to the loss of your family, you realized you needed to make a difference in your own health. Is this what led you into all your work with superfoods? Yeah, I um, I came to America about 20 years ago to San Diego, $500 to my name. And uh, I was sleeping on the floor for the first two years. It was a real struggle trying to work on my immigration status and finally got my green card, which is actually a pink card, not a green card anymore. Actually, it's kind of pink. And uh, it's a little bit more feminine, I guess. And so here I am, a dreamer coming to America. I wanted more for my life. I wanted more for my family. I wanted to give back. And I learned about superfoods, and I learned about some of the longest-lived people in the world. And here's what I found. They don't do ding-dongs, donuts, big gulps, french fries, soda pop, pizza, Pepsi, or Prozac. They live off the land. And then I discovered that color is crucial in the fight against degenerative disease. This is the first generation where children will actually die before their parents. So I discovered that some of the longest-lived of people like the Hunzas, the Vilcaba Indians, the Azerbaijanis, the Titicacans, they live a long, healthy life. They've got great teeth, hair, skin, nails. They're lean, they're fit, they're healthy, and they do not violate the laws of Mother Nature. They live off of green superfoods. And why are green superfoods so important? Well, here's why. Green foods are the first product of light, and green foods are loaded with chlorophyll, and chlorophyll is the blood of plants with almost an identical molecular structure as hemoglobin, which is the blood of human beings. And basically what that means is when we harness the energy of sunshine, and when sunshine hits these plants, it turns them green, which creates this what's called photosynthesis or life force or energy. This superfoods then go into the body when they're, de when they're uh, pulverized or when they're juiced, or uh, whether put in a powder form or in a tincture or in a capsule, they go into the bloodstream and they deodorize and detoxify the body. They balance the pH levels. They oxygenate the blood. 
And this is why the Nobel Prize was won way back in 1939-1941 by Joanna von Budwig and Otto von Warburg, proving that bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an oxygen-rich environment. The only products that provide significant life force for the body are green foods, hence the reason why I created all my superfoods, particularly my amazing superfood, which helps tens of thousands of people every month, called Radiant Greens, radiantgreens.com, the website. Now, before the show, I heard you talking about blueberries and pomegranates and all these other superfoods that were not green. Uh, you referred to them as antioxidants. Explain that. Well, that's, uh, that's important. Scientists uh, have discovered that color is crucial in the fight against degenerative disease. In fact, the scientists at Tufts University have said that when we consume copious amounts of colored superfoods, they tend to mop up free radicals from the air we breathe, the food that we eat, and the water that we drink because we all rust on the inside. Or as one of my good friends said, we all suffer from oxidative stress or we have significant amount of free radical damage from our toxic environment. So these superfoods, whether they're blueberries, goji berries, mangosteen, acai, you'll see that in a lot of health food stores all across our country or green superfoods in particular, they tend to have significant antioxidant properties. And we know we can slow down the aging process dramatically by the consumption of green superfoods. Green superfoods don't use any heat because when you heat anything over 110, 115 degrees Fahrenheit, you destroy enzymatic activity and consequently the future life of the plant. So these green foods are in what's called a pre-digestible state, meaning that the body does not have to go to work to break it down. So when you take it, whether it's in a powder form or a tincture form, capsule, liquid form, or a chlorophyll form, it goes into the bloodstream, it oxygenates the blood, hence the reason why people feel so good, they feel alive, they feel energetic, the body doesn't have to use any energy in its consumption or its in its uh, assimilation or bioavailability, it's already in a bioavailable state. Hence the reason why they're so good for you. Now, back to blueberries, part two of your question. Scientists also tell us that blue-colored superfoods, or blueberries in particular, are a great brain fuel. We know that cognition and mental uh, capacity is diminished significantly as we get older. In fact, they did a study at UCLA, and they fed one group of kids sticky carbs, ding-dongs, donuts, big gulps, french fries, a lot of sugar, a lot of... um, Soft drinks, their academic scores were a disaster. Their ADD, ADHD levels were significantly high. Meanwhile, they fed the other group fresh fruits and vegetables, lots of blueberries, lots of plant-based protein. Their academic scores were magnificent. Not only that, they performed better in every single area. Sports, they performed better mentally, emotionally, physically, biologically, and physiologically. So food Uh, plays a crucial role not only in performance and optimization, but also academically as well as long life. It's very interesting. I've I've also heard that antioxidants can help to reverse the effects of hangovers. Well, I haven't tried that recently, but uh, I'm sure there's a numerous amount of evidence and research that supports that. It depends, of course, uh, is it a heroin (laughs) hangover? Is it a cocaine hangover? Is it a THC? Is it a marijuana hangover? Or is it it, uh, a drink hangover? Antioxidants, certainly green superfoods, I've got calls from people all the time who have drug tests and they say, what can I, what can I take to get the drugs out of my system? I said, well, take green superfoods and they drink greens for two or three weeks and uh, when they have their test, bingo, they pass and then they go right back to the old behavior. I don't recommend that, but there 
there there are therapeutic benefits, of course, attached now to uh, THC consumption in this country, particularly as it relates to pain, anxiety, that type of thing, worry, frustration, anger, calmness, mindfulness. There are approaches. The challenge is most people who take a lot of synthetic drugs or THC or marijuana, which is a natural plant extract, uh, is good for you. We over-abuse it, and then, of course, we mix alcohol with it in combination with um, with pharmaceutical drugs, that's not a good combination. That's not recommended. If you must do marijuana, if you must do THC, do it separately. THC now, of course, is in powders and tinctures and capsules and salves. You can rub it on your body, on your legs, on your arm when there's pain. I have a friend of mine, he uses it exclusively and tells me he's never felt better in his entire life because it's a non-invasive, affordable, effective, safe remedy as distinct from taking excessive amounts of drugs. We write more prescriptions in America than the entire world combined. We've got to be really mindful, particularly not only for ourselves, our children, and indeed our grandparents, as it relates to the types of things we take and uh, what we put into our body. And our body's sacred. It's, uh, it's a place where you go and you give thanks for the gifts your creator provides for you. And you wouldn't expect to polish a car on the outside, expecting it to run better on the inside. So be mindful in your approach to what you eat. Read the labels and uh, enjoy life. Have much more fun. Now, you're quite the accomplished author. You've published 15 books on health, medicine, diet. What can you tell us about this journey in your life through the literary world and where that's taken your career? Uh, I think Mark Twain said that everybody should write a book, and uh, I had always anticipated that I would write a book. I didn't know how. And uh, my friend Gabriel Byrne, who's an Irish actor from Ireland, now based in New York, done a lot of movies, did Miller's Crossing, has done tons and tons of other movies as well. Used to be on a little show called Bracken, which was a little soap opera in Ireland years and years ago, and he's a former teacher from Ireland. I had met him in Ireland many, many times when he lived in Galway on the West Coast, and I lived there too. I'm from the Northwest, though, um, Donegal in the Northwest of Ireland, 20 miles from Derry City, 90 miles from Belfast. And I met Gabriel in um, Los Angeles, and he said he wanted to write a book. And I said, what's your book about? It's called, and he said, it's called Pictures in My Head, which was dedicated to his children with his then wife, uh, Ellen Barkin, unbelievable actress, amazing, beautiful lady. And unfortunately, they didn't make it in their relationship, and that happens uh, with people. Nevertheless, Gabriel inspired me, so I went to see him uh, have a book signing or do a book signing at a local bookstore in Santa Monica on the on the promenade and uh, I said boy I'm going to go home and, and uh, start writing I said how did you start writing he says well I just took a piece of paper didn't know how to do it either I just took a piece of paper a four size double sided and started writing I went home that night and I think I wrote 25 pages and I just started writing on green superfoods what they are how they work the therapeutic benefits when to take them how to take them and what people should experience when they take these green superfoods and not all green superfoods are the same or equal, and I'll talk about that a little later on the podcast. So I started writing, and then I just gave it to one of my girls to type up the words that I was uh, writing, and all of a sudden, I had 125 pages, and then I found a girl that would do graphics, and she designed my book cover for me, and then I came up with the title, Miracle Green Superfoods That Heal, and all of my books have the miracle theme, Miracle Red Superfoods That Heal, Miracle Diabetes Secrets, Miracle Pain Relief Secrets, Miracle Weight Loss Secrets, they're all in there, and including one thriller, 
called Corporate Hijack, which I wrote as well, and I'm working on a new book, which is actually completed, ready for publication, called Mindful Leadership, How We Show Up in the World, How We Pay It Forward, What We Do to Become Successful, How Is the World Changing, particularly as it relates to social media. So that's how I started writing books, and of course, doing the radio, I knew that I had to write a book, and it was just so much excitement. That book has become a bestseller, my first one, of course. Then I had to write a book on red superfoods and the therapeutic benefits. Then, of course, uh, people said, I have terrible pain. You should write a book about pain. So I wrote a book about pain. Then people said, well, I have heart disease. You should write a book about heart disease. That's that's what I've done. And so I continued to, continue to write. And I used to be a rock journalist uh, back in Ireland in Galway. I wrote for a local magazine. And then, of course, I did radio back there in my old days as a disc jockey. So I never have gotten away from being around music or television or radio and um, most people in Ireland, they call us the land of saints and scholars. We're all writers in Ireland, and we give grants to writers who live in Ireland, tax-free breaks as well. So Ireland is uh, very literary competent, and of course, uh, we've had some great writers, Joyce, of course, and um, as well as Oscar Wilde and various other writers over the years have made Ireland their home, and uh, so writing is uh, second nature to me. I love it. Oh, that's very true. I, I had the pleasure of recently meeting a author or a screenwriter by the name of Mick Davis, um, and he's he's working on a on a film uh, coming out with the anniversary of Woodstock coming up. Uh, but very talented writer um, from Ireland. So at some point, you decided to make the jump from radio show host to naturist, herbalist, practitioner. What inspired this? Leap. Well, my fiance, God bless her, she was an amazing lady from Florida. Her name is Jill Sullivan. She was on Lifestyles, the rich and famous, with that magnificent man with the great voice, Robin Leach. And Robin lives in Las Vegas. We've never met, but uh, I certainly know who he is through my late fiance. And she got six years of chemo and radiation, kind of against my wishes. And she had two brothers who were st- two stepbrothers who were doctors in Florida. And, and uh, she was she had a really hard time. She had six years of chemo and radiation at one of the local hospitals here in Los Angeles, and unfortunately she succumbed to ovarian cancer. The answer, and the, probably uh, a better result, might have been have a hysterectomy when you have ovarian cancer because the chemo and radiation just mangled her colon. She couldn't eat any food. She would chew it and spit it out. So she weighed 87 pounds when she died, and I thought, well, i got to leave a legacy, and this is my legacy is to inspire, to educate, to inform, to uh, wake people up to the possibility that they can really be healthy instead of walking in the dark, walk in the light and wake up to the possibility that they can have a really, really great life if they make good choices. You are your choices and uh, decisions shape our lives and take our lives to the next level. And hence the reason why I do what I do, do the radio, do the television. Uh, You can see me on Fox News all over the country, ABC, NBC, CBS, various stations. I'm talking about blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, antioxidants, smoothies, helping people have a better quality of life Uh, in the context of love and joy. And that's one of the reasons why I got involved in this business. So it's brought me full full circle. Here I am doing podcasts, doing radio again. I have my own show, of course, on Talk Radio Network, syndicated Sunday nationwide, TRN Talk Radio Network, as well as uh, morning news shows on various uh, stations across the country, including the stations I just mentioned momentarily. So this is why I get my joy is if I can just help one person every single day make better choices. Just earlier uh, this morning, I had a call from a breast cancer patient. She's had uh, breast cancer since 2014. And I was explaining to her how psycho the mind and some of the body and how our feelings make us sick, where there's lack of forgiveness can also create toxicity within the body and the things that we can do. Why wait until 
it's too late and a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You only have one life and you get to pass this way just but one single time. And this is why I try to do good work every single day like the great, late, magnificent Mother Teresa. I feel like a lot of progress has been made, especially in the last 10 years or so, towards the idea of mental health and the wellness of your mind state applying to your physical well-being. You know, the whole healthy mind, healthy body mentality. Well, absolutely. I uh, have my doctorate in uh, a clinical psychology, PhD in addiction. I've written those books, as you mentioned. Um, we, as I mentioned earlier, we write more prescriptions in America than the entire world combined. We love our medication. We are pill poppers in this country. We have thousands of people that die every year. We have Vietnam vets dying by the truckload every single day in this country. It is so wrong. Pharmaceutical companies are being held accountable. There are several legal groups that are going after the pharmaceutical companies like they did with Big Tobacco. Pharmaceutical companies have a role to play, but they are going to have some really serious consequences as a result of some momentous, monumental litigation that's going to happen against them and in process as we currently speak to hold them accountable for creating these drugs that make our children so addictive, so violent, so destructive where they take a gun, not only do they murder their own parents, they murder their own family as well as their schoolmates. This is just wrong. It's very hard for me to fathom all of this coming from my native Ireland where I never saw a gun. I've never seen a gun ever in my entire life until I was about 19, 20 years old and then the farmer uh, was out hunting one day. He said, hey, you want to hold this in your hand? I want to do some shoot. I said, no, I don't like guns and I don't have uh, much respect for guns, though I respect the First Amendment that people have the right to protect themselves because we live in a magnificent country, but unfortunately a very violent country. I've had violence against me uh, in this country. I was robbed at gunpoint myself. I had a break-in at my estate in this country. I know what it's like. My fiance walked in and one of the robbers so suffering now from PTSD as a result, so it really creates a lot of fear and it creates a significant amount of stress uh, for the family where you can't rest and sleep at night thinking that someone might break into your house as indeed exactly that's what happened at my home. And I've never talked about it uh, publicly on radio or on a podcast until this very moment, but many of my friends know it. So we have the right, of course, in this country to defend ourselves, and it's the people who have legitimate guns in this country who know how to handle these guns. They know how to use a firearm in times of need. Most of them are just hunters uh, at the weekend, and I think we have a right to that. It's the bad guys that get these guns. Uh, It's the kids who are on medication. I I don't think it's the guns that are the problem. I really mean that sincerely. I think the NRA have done a really, really good job at marketing. They want to get a million more members. Uh, According to um, a recent uh, interview I saw on uh, Fox News with Oliver North, he's now, I believe, the new incoming president of uh, the NRA, the National Rifle Association, and they want to garner a, a million new members. And I have no problem with that. The problem is I have an issue with the children getting guns, the young kids getting guns, or let it, the parents loaning them guns, and then they take it to school and do this tremendous, tremendous devastation, ruining lives and hurting so many people. And uh, I, I can't handle that. So it's the medication that we need to be really mindful of. And as I mentioned earlier, we write too many prescriptions in America, more so than any other country in the world. We have to really be mindful. And doctors, I say this so respectfully, we have to be more mindful of when we write prescriptions, who this prescription is for, what are the side effects, and what other medications are our children taking because it can be so destructive because many doctors 
are writing multiple prescriptions for the same patient or they're getting prescriptions from multiple doctors, I should say, in different communities or indeed from different states or ordering online. I can pretty much order anything I want online. I, as an immigrant, can walk into any pharmacy in the United States and say, hey, I'm an immigrant from Ireland. I've got terrible anxiety. I've got terrible pain problems, whatever it is, and they'll just write me a prescription on the spot. I don't need a doctor for that medication. They'll write you a prescription right there and then on the spot. That's wrong. We need to stop that. Now, you have an organization yourself that focuses a lot on community programs like fighting homelessness and hunger, as well as human trafficking and issues like that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about GW? Well, homelessness is huge in the United States and around the world and in North America. I have a ministry called GW Health, stands for God's Will, and it's based on the work um, of Mother Teresa, who is from... Skopje in Macedonia in Europe and of course she studied and worked in Ireland for a year uh, getting her credentials then of course uh, she became a nun part of the Loretto order went to Calcutta India and, and gave to those in need on the street and I think that's the greatest calling one can have for one's life and so I have a small ministry it's non-profit I give to those in need um, my latest book um, Heart of a Servant it's a book about Mother Teresa. It was also a book about my late mother, who was also a huge servant of the Most High. And I try to do the same thing every single day, give back to those in need, help the homeless, help the sick, and have attachment to nothing. I think that's, that's, that's how we all should live our life. It doesn't matter how big your house is. It doesn't matter how big your car is or, or your bank account. If you have a nice big bank account, that's wonderful that you've been blessed with that. But what you do with that kind of money and how many people you help is what you'll be judged on on Judgment Day at the end of your life, and you look back and you say, could I have done more? Uh, we get to pass this way just but one time. So I, I like to give back to others, and I like to pay it forward and, and be a servant of the Most High, and Mother Teresa was, was surely that. My late mother was that. My parents were like that. I'm from a family of 11. We were all taught to give, though we didn't have not, we didn't have much. I was poor but never hungry, and so homelessness and uh, childhood, uh, obesity and uh, child hunger is a epidemic. Child trafficking is an epidemic in this country. It's hard for me to believe that we have child trafficking right under our nose in every major city in the United States of America. Children are trafficked all over this world, primarily from dysfunctional families, kids who've been on drugs or parents who've been on drugs who farm their children out, uh, ruthless cruel, dogmatic, ballistic people who prey upon the lives of decent little angels who need our protection and don't get the protection that they need, and we need to change all of that rapidly. I couldn't agree more. All right, well, thank you for coming out. It's been an honor to have you as our guest. Uh, again, this is Tony O'Donnell. Check out his website at radiantgreens.com. Uh, you can email him at doctony2014 at gmail.com. Anything you'd like to leave us with today? Oh, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. And may the rain fall softly upon your fields, the sun shine warmly on your face until we meet again. May God hold you safely in the palm of his hands. Only one life that soon has passed. Only what's done with love will last. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Radiantgreens.com is my website. All my books, tapes, DVDs, CDs, and my lecture um, program fixtures are all on there. Bless you. Have a magnificent, beautiful day. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that was Tony, Dr. Tony O'Donnell, a very good friend of man, an Irish gentleman, as you can gather. Terrible jokes, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> anyway, um, like I mentioned earlier on, we've just got the new single from Journey that's coming out, Synchronicity for Rock Against Trafficking. 
Um, they're on tour at the moment with Def Leppard, promoting Rock Against Trafficking on the tour. So this is, um, I'd like to leave you with um, Synchronicity again by The Police, performed by Neil Sean, Steve Smith and Arnel. Arnel's from the Philippines as well. So here it is. This is Synchronicity. I hope you like it. And please don't forget to go and buy Roxanne and keep listening out for what we're doing. Thank you very much, and I'll speak to you all next week. Bye for now. Have a great weekend.
thank you for listening this week to Rock Against Trafficking. The mission of Rock Against Trafficking, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, is to bring awareness and to combat global human trafficking through the power and influence of music, the arts, and entertainment. Join Gary Miller again live next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time for another program on the Voice America Influencers Channel. For more information about Rock Against Trafficking, visit rockagainsttrafficking.org.